Okay, here we go now. Well, welcome to Old Dog New Tech, the podcast that explores edtech ideas, innovations, and integration methods from the experienced old dog side of things. My name is Jeff West, and I've been a K-12 music educator for 27 years, and I am passionate about edtech. I love using it. So let's get started at taking a look at how this can be used in your classroom. Welcome to Old Dog New Tech. This is Jeff West bringing an episode to you about Google Sites. There have been some updates. Uh, you can now put a banner at the top of your Google Site with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. They've added this so that you can put a message up there um, and link it to if you have uh, some COVID-19 information uh, or site or something that you want to share. You can also put in a um, slideshow photograph uh, banner, changes pictures. Um, so they've made a few little changes to Google Sites, and I think it's a very useful. Probably the most useful is this one. You can now create a template. So if you're doing some student uh, say portfolios, you can set up that template so that they're all turned in the same way and you can put your information in there that the expectations that you have and then um, share it out. So that is really cool. All right, so let's get to the next things. Uh, some past thoughts that I had about Google Sites when I first was using them. I hope you enjoy this episode. Drop me a line or leave me uh, a review on, on iTunes. One of the pieces of tech that I started using when it was called Google Sites and it was now called Classic, um, I really utilize more for just storing and presenting content that I was doing that I needed in a different way. I didn't really utilize it in the classroom, but when new Google Sites came out, uh, I found it much easier to use and I have so many different sites that I have used just for either personal use or for classroom use. Most of the time when I'm looking up tech, which I really enjoy doing, is looking at the new tools out there or what people are doing and ideas they have, I will often create a site to kind of compile all of those ideas. I've used it for training um, colleagues and presenting at uh, conferences. I have um, utilized it just to send when someone says, hey, have you got an idea for this, that, or the other thing, I will send them a connection to a Google site or sometimes just put it on a page um, so they can go to the site and click on that page, but then they can also take a look at the other content there that I have So if they want to. So it's more about collaborating and sharing and um, 
you know, trying to centralize it for, because it can be overwhelming if someone is not uh, crazy nuts like me and looking at tech constantly and how it's used. So Google Sites has a few uses that I think you'll see pretty commonly uh, suggested of student portfolios or any portfolios uh, because the ease of use of this piece of tech um, and its quick and easy interface with Google Drive. Um, it definitely is usable for portfolios, um, your class content, uh, training, as I said, and um, collection of your work. So if maybe you're looking up different articles or different things that you might want to use for some particular purpose, you can put them on that site and you can always then link so you find it or just leave it in your drive, I suppose, and then find it later. So um, you can create with Google Sites anything from any of the Google apps in the suite. Uh, and you can post it there, and then it is accessible. Uh, the one thing you want to remember, that you still need to put it in a folder that you would say anyone with the link can view. So anytime I set up a site, um, I have a folder is this called my shared folder? And I drop everything in there that's on the website uh, because some people will be accessing it from different accounts that may uh, may not give them automatic permission. So that's something that can kind of slip you up sometimes, but I think it's a good thing because maybe you don't always want to share everything with everybody. So you could do an individual and put it on the on the site, and if someone clicked it, it's going to send you that whole request, put them through to ask to request for permission to see, versus if you put it in a shared folder, them having automatic uh, access to it. Um, I, some of the reviews of Google Sites have often mentioned that they don't like that it's not very versatile. Uh, for my purposes and my students' needs, it's versatile enough. If you're wanting to create from scratch, then you probably want to go someplace that you can do some coding. Um, and this doesn't necessarily give you that ability. Although, I think if you searched uh, a little bit, you probably could figure out a way to do some coding in, in, uh, deal in changing up your website, your Google website. But for me, that's not really what I'm. It, my students need. I'm not teaching a class that they need to utilize or develop those skills. Mostly they need to develop ways to present and share and collaborate, um, communicate. <clears throat> so you can, as you create different sections, when you either click on the right-hand panel, and you're, once you're at sites.google.com and it gives you a new site, um, it starts with a, a particular template. And on the right-hand side of the of your computer screen is the menu that you can choose to insert things or I always like to just double click in the white area right below the title where it says my site I think it you know defaults to and it gives you choices like putting in text or embedding or um, getting something from your Google Drive or putting in a video and I use I've utilized all of those I'm going to talk a little bit about each of them here right now so when I put in a, a text, then off to the left-hand side of that, once I put the title of whatever the text there is for that, um, you can 
select the little art palette and search for an image. And I like to just go to search. They have some there that come up that you could just use as different backgrounds, you know, water, stars, or something like that. But you can also go to where it says search. And I like to just put a color in and say orange. And sometimes you'll get pictures of oranges. Sometimes you'll get orange stripes. So you might get a deeper orange, you know, just pick, pick one that way. Um, I've also done things like 3D blue, and then I'll get a picture of a 3D blue box or something, or of a room that's more three-dimensional and mostly blue. So it allows for some creativity there. You can um, upload a picture or an original, say if you went to Google Draw and created something, uh, and then you save that draw file as a jpg you can upload pictures and put them in as the background um, so there is there are qu quite a few you know if you start thinking about that just those two suggestions give you quite a few options for creating um most i would say uh the most interactive portion of this uh, again if you wanted a lot of interact uh, interactivity. I guess you'd have to code, put it in, but you can get quite a bit by utilizing slides or draw. Uh, slides, you can create a slide presentation separate and then insert it into your um, website and it will automatically show. And people can then click on the different slides or I believe it'll let them open it up in a new window. Um, Google Photos, you can put in a slideshow of photos if uh, if you have the access to that. Um, for me, I believe at school we have it limited. Um, for what reason, I'm not really sure, other than maybe it would just overload or give, you, give some access to uh, social uh, people being able to get into people's uh, pictures from outside. So the schools are protective of that for the students, which is a good thing. But it is a little bit limiting. Protection is limiting. Um, you can link and embed. You can link a site and create a word and say, click here to go to the site. Sometimes when you put that link in, it will also give you a preview and it will show you the site. Um, sometimes if you're using something like I've used Wiser, W-I-Z-E-R dot M-E, to create a worksheet, uh, in a, a digital worksheet, and um, it will just show the banner of the website instead of the actual worksheet, even using the link of the worksheet. You want to embed the worksheet if you're going to do that. And it will, again, once you select embed, and uh, or link, which are in the same portion of the um, interface to me when you're creating this section. So you'd click in the white area, as I said before, about creating text. You'd click in the white area. I believe on the left-hand side of the circle is a little embed code or a link um, logo insignia. You click on that. And you have two choices to either put the link in or you have to click on embed. You'll see the word embed and it'll ask for the embed code. Once you do that, it'll give you a preview of whatever that code is linked to. And it will say, is this what you expected? Sometimes it'll even say, is it not what you expect? Then click back or something. 
along those lines. It may or may not be what you want. So you have to kind of, again, take a little bit of time and play around with it. I think once you get used to it, though, it gets a lot quicker. You'll find things that work well and some things that maybe don't work the way you think would meet the needs of your students. So I always link or embed. Um, videos, maps, calendars, all the other Google tools are hooked there. The YouTube, when I say videos, but you can also take a video from your Google Drive. So if you are using Screencastify or any other video capturing uh, software that saves to your drive, it will put that in. Again, make sure that your video is in your shared folder or the permissions are set so that anybody can watch it. You can utilize that. You can put a Google form in. I particularly like doing this uh, if I did a, vo a video or I do a form for, say, uh, uh, exit survey or the start the class of how do you think we're doing right now on this? And then at the end of class, how do you think we're doing now? Better now or better now? When you use forms and it's in Google Sites, it will appear there as you would expect it, just as you're inserting that form. But what I really like about Google Sites versus, say, some other website developing uh, software that I've used free online, sometimes it didn't always transfer very well to the phone, the operating system, but Google Sites does. And when you hit the little eyeball, I logo up in the, I think it's more to the right, upper right of your screen, it will show you how it looks on a computer. But then if you look at the box, there's a little box to close out of the preview. Next to it is a tablet drawing and then a phone drawing. And it will show you what it looks like on each of those devices. And it's very useful, very useful. Uh, I think it transfers well. They've figured out how to make it better than it was, say, 10 years ago, even five years ago. So you can see, so maybe that doesn't look the way you want it to and you need to move it around or maybe just create a text link and link the words to that form. You can do that. So how you do that, if you typed, if you click in the white area and create text, once you type the text in there, so maybe it says fill out this form. That's what that what your title is going to be. You can make it larger by creating it as a title or a subheading. And then you want to select that text and you'll get a, a box that pops up and there's a picture of the link or the insert link. When you do that, you click on that, you get the box to insert the link to the form. And then when they click on fill out the form, it takes them to the form to be filled out. You can also link that same way to other pages in your website, which is what I like to do. I like to create one main website page that people can then click and go to the other pages, which are hidden. They're all on the same web website, but I just don't show all of the pages in the website to everybody. I just show one page. And I always make sure to create a back to the homepage um, title box somewhere up uh, up above there by the title. So they can go back if that's even necessary. Sometimes they only need to get to the one page. Um, they may not have to click back and forth. I like to try and limit that for students particularly. 
fewer clicks and get them into the meaningful portion of the learning. At least that's what I hope. That's my focus. Keep it as meaningful as possible and utilizing that. All right. Some things I would suggest trying to use in your Google site. Uh, Padlet has worked very well and it looks good. Uh, Edpuzzle, which allows you to put in a, a video which then asks questions. Quizlet, like little flashcards, and I already mentioned Wiser. Um, the biggest thing I think that you need is just the time and the patience. Once you're once you're done with this, once you set this, it's done. And you don't have to worry about trying to find it again because you can always bookmark that. But sites are also saved in your Google Drive when you develop them so you can search for it in your drive. And it's there. And then you can either just update it for your entire class or maybe you take and create another page for students that need a little extra or need a little more uh, push to go deeper. So I suggest that one main page and hide the others. And you do that by going on the right-hand side in Google Sites up above. It gives you theme, pages, and then there's another choice that I don't use very much, so I'm not remembering. But the one you want is pages. And as you hover your mouse uh, on your pages, there are three dots that appear. Click on that, and one of the choices is hide from navigation. Once you do that, you want to be sure to create then a text box on your main page and link it. You know, you click the little link button, as again, as I said. And when you go to link, you'll notice that below it says link to pages. And you can select the page. So maybe you have one page that's band and the next page, uh, another page is uh, rhythm. So there's your band page. And so learn about rhythm here. You have the rhythm page then that has your information on that. So, how would this transfer? How do you put these two together with the blended learning? Well, I mean, you can create your whole class presentation and uh, things you're doing just here on the sites. If you're not using Google Classroom or any other learning management system, you can kind of create your own uh, blended space. And there are plenty of other tools out there that would be great to utilize. But but the thing that I think that makes Google Sites perhaps more usable is especially uh, for those of us that are already in the Google Drive and Google Docs and the Google applications. That's what, that's for me, Sites is very, is a go-to for me. It's a go-to tool when I want students to create, um, I'm, I like using slides, but I find it being a little limiting and a little more mundane. Everybody's you know, doing presentations that way. But when you create a site, you're able to utilize more tools. And so that enables a development of creativity and critical thinking. And you can even assign groups and let them do pages and work on the same website, but they're working uh, on different pages. So give it some thought. Are one of those blended learning models good for you to try with say a lesson i didn't say do it all the time because i i'm still not sold that students need this all the time i'm still believe that there's a, a an amount of the social development that needs to happen and it, it really only happens when 
they are listening to a teacher and a teacher then motivates, inspires a, di a discussion, facilitates. And it's, I think it's hard to do that if everybody's sitting and looking at their computer. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This has been episode 41, Blended Learning. How does it work for you? Um, try it a little bit. I know some are really into it and know so much more about it than I do. Um, but like I said, I think it's all in, in what your students need. And don't forget about that. And that's the driving force. The curriculum is important. And we know that as professionals. But uh, student, student needs are easier to meet now with technology. And we just have to figure out how to utilize that and get to everything that, that we need to get done from the past and add some of the new. So hopefully blended learning and Google Sites will help you do that. All right, you take care. Leave me a review, please. Love to hear from you, too. Send me an email. Old Dog New Tech 10. Old Dog New Tech 10 at gmail.com. Take care. This has been Old Dog New Tech with Jeff West. You can reach me at olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. That's olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. Send me an email or leave me a review on iTunes. And remember, when integrating tech into your classroom, don't try to be perfect. Just be patient.